0: Low Theology, the podcast that brings heavenly ideas down to earth. I'm your host, Kristen Moon. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Low Theology. It's the podcast that brings heavenly ideas down to earth. And what that means is each episode uh, we try and break down faith, religion, Christianity, and church. It's like Christianity 101 for dummies. Uh, every other episode I try and have a guest on and, uh, we just talk about their faith background and what, what they believe and what I believe and things like that. And we always do, I always do a fact check at the end, uh, because I don't always get it right. And it's fun to, to back things up. And things like that. So make sure that you listen all the way through episodes to hear that fact check. And then on episodes like the one today, it's just going to be me kind of going through something um, that might just need a little bit more time than a fact check can can do. So um, so yeah, there'll be these like kind of standalone episodes that you can listen to if you have a question about. Um, one particular part of Christianity or a Bible character or something like that. Uh, I try and break stuff down and make it um, really fun and simple. So, yeah, that's what this is today. Um, You can listen to Low Theology wherever you get your podcasts, so Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can also find the podcast on my website, lowtheology.com. If you're listening with kids or, or you don't really like cursing, um... You might wanna listen to the beeped version of the podcast on the website. I'm gonna offer that for a little bit longer, but if people keep not listening to it, I'm gonna stop wasting my time making beeped versions. Um, So far the listenership has been none on the beeped version. So if you're out there and you listen to the beeped version, let me know, I'll keep making it. If not, I'm gonna stop uh, doing that in the new year (laughs) um happy new year by the way and if you do listen on one of those popular platforms if you wouldn't mind subscribing or following or whatever it's called uh and then rate the podcast on those um those platforms. It helps others find the podcast easier and then share it on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, You can follow Low Theology on Instagram and Facebook at Low Theology and you can email me at lowtheology at gmail.com if you've got questions or comments or just have some input for the podcast. Um, So this episode I'm going to talk about The Good Place. No, not the TV show, even though it's a really good TV show. We might talk about that, but we're mostly going to be talking about heaven, uh, and we're going to talk about the bad place then, hell, and go through kind of what the Bible says about both, and what people think about both, and what matters at the end of the day, and we might also talk about the TV show, The Good Place, because it's so good, so if you haven't seen it yet, there might be spoilers, just FYI, where. Go, go watch it. It's, it's really good. Um, so yeah, we're going to jump right in, and I hope you enjoy brought up in a few different fact checks, um, kind of this idea of heaven and hell and things like that. And so I thought I'd just kind of clear up what is actually in the Bible in scripture about, about each of those things. So I thought we would start with the bad place first or hell. Um, and kind of what, what the Bible has to say about that. So, um, there are a lot of different words for hell in the Bible, and and that word hell um, is just kind of the English transit, translation of a few different uh, Hebrew or Greek words. Um, so. The first, I think we got to start at the beginning, right? So again, we have the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is before Jesus, and um, a lot of what is in the Old Testament um, is still kind of what the people of the Jewish faith believe about um, God and creation and things like that. Um, So in the Old Testament, there was Sheol, um, and that's in the Hebrew Bible, and it's a it's a place of darkness where like the dead go and, and righteous and unrighteous. So both good people and bad people, everyone goes to Sheol when they die. Um, and it's, it's kind of just like an afterlife place. Um, and, and that's very typical of a lot of religions. Um, like in Greek mythology, um, everyone just went, you know, to Hades and, Um, so a lot of religions kind of have this like catch all place that is, um, where you go when you die. Um, and it, and it, but it is like this place where you are cut off from God, like God and Sheol don't go together um and the ha- inhabitants of sheol are um shades and like like spirits or like ghosts or something Maybe be another way to say that um but they're entities without personality or strength um this always kind of reminds me of the scene from the movie hercules you know like where he's like in that like i think it's called the river of death or whatever like those like floating kind of spirity thingies is what i see i don't know it's not really described that well um But yeah, and under some circumstances, they can be, uh, contacted by the living. So there's, like, a, there's a story of that in the Bible, um, where Saul contacts Samuel, um, the the witch of Endor contacts Samuel for Saul, um, but that's, like, a big no-no, and that's, like, clearly laid out in Deuteronomy, which is one of the books of the law, and, um, You're not supposed to contact the dead, and people who can contact the dead are not seen as good people in the Bible, (laughs) and uh, as far as I understand it, in Islam as well. Talking to the dead is not a thing that most God religions are a fan of. So Judaism, uh, Islam, and Christianity, we don't like talking to the dead. Let the dead be dead. Um... So, yeah, that's that's the Old Testament understanding and the Jewish understanding of, of the afterlife is Sheol. Um, and then in the New Testament, um, this word that we get hell from is either Hades, Gehenna or Tartarus. Tartarus, sorry, Tartars, um, Not like the sauce, but like the place where... The gods live. Um, So Hades is mentioned nine times in the New Testament, again, depending on kind of your translation and everything. Um, And it's more as like, so Hades means more like grave or sleep or death or like kind of like dead instead of hell. Um, And I know that I think because of the movie Hercules, we all see Hades as the bad place. We all see it as hell. Um, Where Like that's not really what it was in in Greek mythology. Uh, It was just kind of the place that you went when you died. Um, And when it's mentioned in the Bible, it is mentioned as a place that maybe you don't want to go. Um, But it's not mentioned as like like the the way we see and understand hell through pop culture. so there's that, and then there's Gehenna, uh, which is mentioned twelve times apart uh, from the one use in James. It's the term that's found exclusively exclusively in the synoptic gospels. So the synoptic gospels are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So John kind of does its own thing, and and you're gonna notice that as a theme as we kind of go through this podcast is that John as a gospel is very different <laughs> than the other three. So I mean, and we're not the first people to to recognize this, obviously, since the others already have a name of their own. Um, and so Gehenna, it's it's important that that we understand what Gehenna is, um, so that we understand the references that are made. So Gehenna is a place that you could actually, it is a physical place. Um, So think of, I mean, we all have this place in our home state or whatever. It's like the town where no one wants to go to and it's kind of trashy and um, everyone talks like everyone talks poorly about it. Like think of that town in your head. That's like Gehenna. Or think of like the bad part of the town that you live in. That's Gehenna. So it's like where... It was like the town dump essentially and um so it's where like you'd throw like your unwanted stuff so like animal carcasses would be there and there would be like fires and um and like wild animals would be roaming around there and so there would be like gnashing of teeth so that's like the wild animals like fighting over animal carcasses and things like that um and then if you were um like a poor person or like a like a pauper or or like you couldn't or or um a criminal or something like that and you you didn't get a like a proper burial sometimes they would just like dump your body in gehenna um so again it was just it's not it was not the place that you wanted to be 100 percent in jesus's time so when jesus talks about gehenna or hell a lot of times he's referencing uh this place this physical place um and because it was just it was a good mental picture of a bad place that no one wanted to end up when they died, right? Like, you didn't want to go to Gehenna when you died. So, so it's important to understand that. Um, and it's, Gehenna is most frequently described as a place of fiery torment. Again, because what I said, like, things would be on fire there or um, it, it was like the town dump and, and things like that. So when we think of hell as this, like, fiery tormenting place, that's why, because this actual place, Gehenna, um, didn't sound like the Ritz, you know? So other passages mention darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that's because, again, like I said, like it's not, not the place you want to hang out with uh, after school. And then finally, um, and the, the last uh, word that kind of translates as hell is Tartarus. So in Greek mythology, um, Tartarus is where um the god Eros uh lived and sh- and she was the goddess of like mischief and chaos um and depending again like on on your Greek mythology <laughs> and things like that Tartarus was like the lower like the, so there was there was Hades but then there was Tartarus so in Hades um and this was kind of uh, agreed upon in the time like Hades was our again like everyone went when they died um and but it's your soul would kind of exist there, but your body wouldn't. Whereas Tartarus is where your soul went to die. So like if if you went to Hades, like, whatever, um, you kind of just continued to exist there, but if you went to Tartarus, you would you would cease to exist. Your soul is dead. Nothing there's just nothing. It was it was like worse hell. So that's that's what Tartarus is. So you've got Hades, Gehenna, and Tartarus. So moving forward, uh, other references, uh, to the bad place are kind of masked in innuendo and there's like no mention of like hell is made. So there are a lot of references to this idea that we understand of hell, like the lake of fire or judgment or everlasting destruction or darkness, um, or things like that and like places of torment and and sadness and like just think of all the worst things in the world that's usually how the bad place is described but again like that word hell isn't used that often uh in the new testament and not in the old testament at all so um so i think it's kind of important to to get that in our minds first of all (laughs) not a lot of talk about it in the Bible, um, for how much time we like spend on it as, especially like in pop culture and stuff. Um, and hell is often referenced as like the opposite of the bosom of Abraham. So, um, in, in Judaism and in Christianity, there was kind of this reference of like Sheol or Gehenna or, um, or Hades. And then the opposite of that was, um, the bosom of Abraham um so kind of before this idea of heaven existed um the good people or the righteous people may might be um kept in the bosom of Abraham so that it was like not necessarily heaven but it wasn't it wasn't these other options and their soul would live on and there wouldn't be this torment and things like that um so again it's it wasn't like Yay, heaven, it was just kind of like eh. The bosom of Abraham. Like it wasn't like the best place either. So again, if you watch like the the TV show The Good Place, it's like the medium place. Um is what I kind of understood from it. So um it's important to remember that when Jesus talks about hell, uh, he's talking to the Jewish people, right? Like, Jesus is Jewish, he's talking to Jewish people, his followers are all Jewish, and and the language that they're using is for the Jewish people. And so their understanding of the afterlife is this Sheol place, where we all go, right? Um, And only in the New Testament is there the idea of a good place and a bad place. Um, And this kind of leads into the place versus state uh, debate. So, um, in let, let's just kind of stick with Christianity right now um, so ignoring Judaism <laughs> so in Christianity remember uh, we have like a lot of different flavors of Christianity the different denominations so like Catholic and Protestant and everything like that um, Christians 100% do not agree on hell and what hell is and it is not and the biggest debate that Christians have is whether or not when you stop living your physical body dies what happens to your soul Uh, most christians agree that your soul is immortal and it continues to exist after your physical body dies and it's the most important part of you right is like your body doesn't matter your soul is what matters Uh, and pretty much all almost all christians agree on this christians cannot agree on what happens to that soul when it dies Some Christians believe that if you are a good person and you are saved by grace and you accept Jesus' love and forgiveness into your heart and you're a Christian, you go to heaven. Your soul goes to heaven. Uh, And then on the opposite side of that, if you are a bad person... Or you died a sinner or, um, like a lot of different things. Like pretty much though, if you did not accept Jesus as your savior and you're not a Christian, then you're going to hell. And it is a physical place. We don't know where it is though, but it is a physical place where your soul goes when you die and, um, there's fire and it's not good and you'll be tormented and for all eternity because most Christians I would say 99% of Christians don't believe in reincarnation. So yeah, that's where you're stuck forever. Um, A lot of Christians don't believe that hell is a physical place, but rather uh, a state of being. So uh, for example... The Eastern Orthodox Church, which is just a, a flavor of Christianity, uh, teaches that heaven and hell are relations to or experiences of God's just and loving presence. So, if you're cool with God and you're you're being, if you're living like a good life and you're righteous and you're you're like. Homies with Jesus, and and you're doing all the things that Jesus said to do. Um, because of that, you're growing closer to God, and you're growing closer to your community. You're doing like you're doing all the things right, and so there's this um, there's this thing that's happening in your in your soul and in your life, and and that's good and great. And you're, you're connected with God and your creator and, and things like that. And that's heaven. That's the idea of heaven is, is being one with your creator and having that healthy relationship. But if you're not, if you're, you know, um, doing, if you're sinning and if you're not cool with Jesus and, and things like that, and I've kind of talked about that idea of sin. Um, so if you're, If you're kind of breaking that covenant with God, then, then your soul is in torment, right? So you're, you're not doing well, right? Like, like sin is never a good thing. Like it doesn't make us feel good. Um, and, and if you're being selfish and wicked, then, then your soul is in torment. So that's hell. So you're, you're suffering because you're not, uh, you're not chill with God is kind of the idea that the eastern orthodox church believes so um, they they don't believe that there is a created place of divine absence and they don't believe that hell is an ontological separation from god um, but rather they believe that hell and heaven are dimensions of god's intensifying presence as this presence is experienced either as torment or as paradise depending on the spiritual state of the person dwelling with God. I personally agree with this very strongly. And it's also kind of what Rob Bell gets at in his book, uh, Love Wins. And it's more of this idea that, that heaven and hell are states of being instead of physical places. And it doesn't matter so much about what happens when we die. It matters more about this life here on earth and what we're doing with the time that we're given here. Um, and many Christians, including Roman Catholics, Baptists, and other Protestants see hell as a physical place. Your soul goes after death. Um, if you do not love God or not, and have not accepted grace. So the state argument, um, made by, uh, so again, some Roman Catholics believe that it's a state. So, um, Pope John Paul II stated in 1999, um, in speaking of hell as a place, uh, the Bible uses a symbolic language, which must be correctly interpreted rather than a place. Hell indicates the state of those who freely and definitively separate themselves from God, the source of all life and joy, end quote. So some have interpreted these words as a denial that hell can be considered to be a place or at least uh, as providing an alternative picture of hell. Others have explicitly disagreed with this interpretation of what the Pope said and as an actual denial that hell can be considered a place and have said that the Pope was only directing attention away from what is secondary to the real essence of hell. So... There you go. You've got one, one argument that it's not a physical place. So here's the other side. Uh, in a homily given in 2007, Pope Benedict, I don't know. I'm not good with Roman numerals. Pope Benedict, one of the numbers, said, Jesus came to tell us that he wants us all in heaven and that and that hell, of which so little is said in our time, exists in its, and it is eternal for those who close their hearts to his love. So, um, a lot of people interpreted this as as him saying that hell is a place that Jesus doesn't want us to go. Um, but, the catechism of the Catholic Church, over whose production Benedict presided when he was prefect of the Congregational Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, we read, the chief punishment of hell is eternal separation from God. So, kind of contradicts himself. I don't know. I think, it, I don't know, it's really, it's a tough one um, to see where kind of the Catholic Church, I mean, according to what I read, the Catholic Church's official position is that it's a place. Um, but it is always agreed that hell is either a place or state of suffering. Suffering and hell go hand in hand. That is pretty agreed I'm on. Um, the varying Protestant views of hell, so Protestant are not Catholics, Um, Christians, not Catholics, Protestants. Um, In relation to both Hades, so remember Hades is just where dead people go, and Gehenna, and that's just the destination of the wicked, uh, are largely a function of the varying Protestant views on the intermediate state between death and resurrection. And different views of the immortality of the soul, or the alternative, the conditional immortality, For example, John Calvin, who started the Presbyterian Church, believed in consciousness existed after death and had very different concept of hell, Hades, and Gehenna to Martin Luther, who started the Lutheran Church, um, who held that death was sleep. So some Protestants believe that hell is this like holding place after we die, until jesus comes back again like well i'll just kind of be like chilling waiting for jesus to come back again uh and then some people believe that hell is what we all kind of see hell as from pop culture and movies and stuff like that so most protestant agree that hell is the outcome of anyone who does not receive grace um it is interesting um that I found a lot of denominations believe that hell is challenging to interpret. Um, pretty much all I found in researching this is that no one agrees on it. And everyone finds it very, very hard to interpret what the Bible has to say about it and and things like that. Um, but the last thing I kind of want to say about the Bible and and hell and things like that is that just really busts a lot of pop culture things is that Satan doesn't live in hell. (laughs) I don't know where, A, the idea that Satan is this, like, red-skinned thing that has horns and a tail and a pitchfork came from, that's not in the Bible. And second, that he lives in hell and is, like, his only goal is to, like, collect souls for hell. Um quite literally not described that way ever <laughs> in the bible um a lot of things about hell the way we see them in movies and, and plays and things like that is not described in the bible at all uh and i don't know where it i mean like i understand like people's imaginations you know they're they're creating like this bad guy in this bad place that the bad guy lives but it's just not accurate biblically at all so there you go busted that uh and then kind of closing thoughts on hell before we take a little break from mark twain you know him he wrote books uh he said this heaven goes by favor if it went by merit you would stay out and your dog would go in and on that note we're gonna take a quick little break everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast and hope you're enjoying a quick little break. Maybe refill those wine glasses and snuggle back in. Um, But I'm really interested in doing um, these mini sods or whatever you want to call them on things that you're interested in or want to hear about. So if you don't mind um, either you know, emailing me, lowtheology at gmail.com or Facebook messaging me or Instagram messaging me. um, And I'm on both of those at Low Theology, like questions or ideas or things like that. um, Then I can be creating content that you actually want to listen to instead of just like shooting in the dark on these things. And um, I also thought it'd be fun if you did just like questions and things like that, and the next time that I interview a pastor, we could maybe play like Stump the Pastor or something like that with your um, theological questions and things like that. So I'm interested in your input. Please feel free to email uh, or message me on social media. Thanks, and um, enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right, so now... We're going to talk about The Good Place. And again, not the TV show. Excellent TV show. Not talking about it right now. Um, And just to get us started, some words from the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. We may be surprised who we find in heaven. God has a soft spot for sinners. His standards are quite low. I just love that. It's such a great quote. Uh, So heaven not as hotly debated (laughs) see what i did there as hell um but pretty much all christians believe heaven is where god is and where jesus also is right now um and is going to be until he comes back again um that's pretty much like no one really debates that um and it's always described as being up uh it's god is always upwards. Jesus is always upwards. There's always an ascension. Um, and so whether that's in the clouds or the cosmos or anything like that, it is never, uh, a worldly, um, or downward kind of going. It's always upwards. Um, so that's interesting. So, and it's always described as lovely and very lavish. Um, so like pearly gates and streets of gold and, Um, big houses and feasts and no more crying and pain like no pain and no suffering like it just sounds like the best freaking thing um every time that it's described in the bible so pop culture really hit the nail on the head on that one but there is a lot more description of heaven than there is of hell in the bible so there's that so back to our friends the eastern orthodox um so they perceive heaven as having different levels. And and this is something I found pretty common is that a lot of religions kind of believe in this idea of like levels of heaven. Um, and besides um, Dante's Inferno, I couldn't think of any religions that thought of levels of hell, like the Greeks and Dante's Inferno. That's it. Everyone else like but then like a lot of Christian like denominations See there, there, there are these like different levels of heaven. So the the lowest of which is paradise. So um, again, the Eastern Orthodox think that at the time of creation, paradise touched the earth uh, at the Garden of Eden. So like, God created us right, and he created the Garden of Eden, and everything was good, right? He said that like, and it was good. And um, and then there was the fall of man. So then we sinned, uh, and then. So that kind of that that where paradise touched earth was like broken uh, and it was separated and and mankind was forbidden entry um, unless he took of the tree unless he ate from the tree of life and lived eternally in a state of um, oh because he partook in the tree of life and uh, and now lives in sin. So, Jesus fixes this on the cross, and the Orthodox believe that Jesus opened the door to paradise and mankind again, and um, the good thief, so the homie that died next to Jesus on the cross, was the first to enter. So, that's what the Eastern Orthodox believe. Um, So, the Catholic Church um, teaches that heaven is the ultimate end and fulfillment of the deepest human longings and the state of supreme, definitive happiness. And it holds that by his death and resurrection, Jesus Christ has opened up heaven to us. The life of the blessed consists in and uh, in the full and perfect possession of the fruits and the redemption accomplished by Jesus uh, Christ. Heaven is the blessed community of all who are perfectly incorporated into Christ. Whew, that was a lot. So pretty much Catholics believe, pretty much what the Eastern Orthodox believe, that heaven is... This place where uh, all Christians get to hang out after they're dead because of Jesus and Jesus kind of fixed the, the, the missing link, I guess, between us as sinners on earth and God as perfect in heaven. So Jesus bridged that gap and now we get to experience heaven because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. So that's something that, again, I would think most Christians agree on. So now the big debate is um, where you go right after you die. Um, Some Christians think that uh, after you die, you go to, like, a temporary holding location. um, And others think that you go directly to heaven. And so the basis of this debate is... Kind of the book of Revelation, um, which is so Revelation is the last book in the Bible. And there's this part where it talks about, I mean, the whole the whole book of Revelation is about uh, the end times. Right. The the second coming of Jesus and um, kind of all the things that go down. The problem with Revelation is it's it's written really weirdly and um and there's a lot of you know symbols and um and and it's pretty much one of the it's either one of those things that Christians either debate a lot or they just don't talk about because they don't get it or they don't know how to interpret it and um and so it's very confusing and and so uh, a lot of Christians um interpret this one part where um pretty much there are like there's this part where like the writer sees all of the the dead brothers and sisters, so all the dead Christians, and um, they like rise up, and there's this like thousand year reign thing, and um, and it's all very confusing, <laughs> and and so pretty much from this passage, I'm not explaining it very well, but that's it's really not important um, for the purposes of this podcast. Uh, so. A lot of Christians think that because of this passage, um, when we die, we kind of go to this, like, bosom of Abraham or whatever you want to call it. Not the bad place, but not heaven yet. Um, And we have to wait until Jesus comes back again to kind of gather up everyone, and then we all go into heaven together. And then there are Christians who think that, no, like, Jesus conquered death. Like, that was kind of the point of him dying on the cross. Um, So... Um, we go just directly to heaven when we die, and and we just get to be in heaven once we die. I personally don't care. Um, I I don't really. There's, I mean, to me it doesn't really matter. Um, so I'm not ever going to weigh in on that one because I I just I'm not a big fan of like worrying about what happens after we die because you're dead. Like you can't change it. So <clears throat> that's that's kind of where I land on this silly. Uh, debate, I guess. I mean, it's fun to, to talk theology, obviously, which is why I started this podcast, but to like really like, I know that for me, my church one of the reasons that my church got it like like split up and got a divorce when I was younger was over this topic, which I just think is ridiculous to like end relationships based on something that to me doesn't matter right now. Like, what? who cares? Um, so, there's that. Um... And, and then there's, so with heaven and hell, then, then comes this like debate about judgment, right? Um, and so again, like, are, are you, when you die, do you stand before God and does God look at your life and go, wow, wow. Um, you were kind of the worst for a while. Oh, but then you um, said some magical words and accepted Jesus into your heart. Oh, okay, you're good. Come on in. Or is it like this instantaneous thing where God's like, yep, you said those magic words, now you get to come in. Or like, what what does judgment really look like? And um, that is talked about, oddly enough, uh, quite a lot (laughs) in the Bible, Um, this this idea of judgment. And every time that Jesus talks about it, it it sounds like it matters a lot about how you treat um, the disenfranchised to Jesus. Um, it matters, and, like, we talked about Matthew 25 in the voting episode, and, and Jesus is pretty darn clear about um, what God expects from us. But then um, you read in Romans, you know, that um, the wages of sin are death, and that... You have to, you know, say with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord to enter the kingdom of heaven. And then you also read that, you know, there's like a lot of contradicting things about it. Like there's nothing you can do to, to deserve the kingdom of heaven. And that's why Jesus had to come and die for our sins. And like, so there are, there are all these like competing arguments about kind of um, what as Christians or what as people in general is. Um, you can do or say or believe or whatever to get into heaven. And, um, every time I'm in doubt about those kinds of things, I usually just turn to what Jesus said. And again, um, the only time that Jesus answers these questions are when he's specifically asked about him. Like he doesn't, uh, I think it's important to, to mention that Jesus never like goes up to someone and says like, do you know where you're going to go if you die today? Um, <laughs> Like, he never, he never uses that kind of evangelism. Uh, He instead just kind of talks about, like, hey, this is how you should live your life. And then people are like, well, what do I need to do to get into heaven? And then Jesus says, like, well, you need to be completely 100% selfless and perfect. And then, like, people always get, like, really discouraged because they're missing the point. Um, And the point is that he just, like, God's the only perfect thing. Uh, And that you have to, you have to know God. Um, is is really the key, and then you do have to live a good life. Like, I don't think if you're, if you just say some magic voodoo words that you're just like automatically out of hell or whatever. Because remember, like, it's all about what you're doing on Earth, and like hell may or may not be a place and things like that, and also. I think the point that Jesus continually makes in the Gospels is it doesn't matter what happens after you die. It matters what you're doing right here, right now. There's a problem right in front of your face, and it's a starving child. Why don't you deal with that problem, eh? Um, And I think that was what Jesus continually tried to do was invite us into an action and invite us into justice uh, and invite us into this idea of heaven on earth instead of worrying so much about what happens when we're dead and gone Um, and and that's always a problem that i have uh, with certain forms of christianity that put put so much focus on heaven and hell that they're they're missing the injustice the the hell on earth right in front of them Um, and to me that's what we're called to as christians is to stop injustice and build the kingdom of heaven here on earth and and right now and that's like jesus says that so many friggin' times (laughs) that that's what we're supposed to be doing and he like that that's more of the point that jesus tries to make in the gospels than like worry so much about what happens after you die like jesus never says that so i mean he tells you what will happen if you don't stop the injustice on earth after you die he's very clear about that um but anyway that's my two cents worth on that and on judgment and then notice how I never said that it's our freaking job to judge each other on earth Jesus never says that the bible never says that I mean the old testament kind of does but like with grace and with this idea of heaven on earth we're all equal and we all have the same opportunity so it doesn't freaking matter and it's not our job to be like you're wrong and going to hell nope Literally not what Jesus told you to do. So, there you go. Um, final words on heaven and hell here from C.S. Lewis. Bless his heart. He's one of my favorite writers. Um, and if ever you are very interested about theology, read C.S. Lewis. He really gets it. So he says, in hell they talk about they talk a lot about love. In heaven, they just do it. Hell is an unending church service without God. Heaven is God without a church service. Mm. Just perfect. Uh, So I feel like I would be wrong to end this podcast without talking about um, the good place, the TV show because of the concept of that tv show and it's like the most pop culture heaven and hell thing right now and i just want to 100 percent say <laughs> that's <it's> not biblical <laughs> um this idea of an accountant and that like whatever you do like physically do on earth is going to put you in heaven or hell uh the bible is very clear about that it says that like that you that actions don't matter and that only faith matters. Um, so so I think that's important, um, but it also says that faith without works is dead. So um, you do need to do good things, but good things alone are not going to get you into heaven, whether that is the physical heaven after you die or the state of heaven here on earth. Like, yeah, you might get the warm fuzzies, but um, just like in the show, like the main character um, she, like, starts to do all these good things, but then she, like, gets burned out, and then she, like, doesn't see the, the reward, and, like, she doesn't see the benefit of being good, so she, like, goes back to being, like, the worst, um, and that's what actions without faith are, like, you don't, you can only, like, get the warm fuzzies so much, but if you're doing it because, you love Jesus and you're called into this like bigger idea of justice, then when you're doing those good works, you have something that's like fueling that. But if you're just like trying to stay out of hell by doing good things, um, that's going to feel empty and it's not going to feel right. And, and that's why I have a problem with this like carrots and sticks idea of salvation. Um, and that's not biblical and and it's not what Jesus called us to. Like, he didn't come to earth to just get us out of hell. Like, he came to earth to fix a relationship. And and so that's the more important thing. And that's why I wanted to do this episode on heaven and hell, was to just get this out of the way so that moving forward in this podcast, you'll understand that, like, the idea of heaven and hell is not a carrot and a stick. It's all about the relationship that you have with your creator through jesus and that's the important point to make thank you so much so thanks for listening to low theology it's the podcast that brings heavenly ideas down to earth please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. and if you like what you're hearing please um give a rating so others can join in and then if you wouldn't mind just, like, sharing on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you do that, that kind of thing, uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on social media at Low Theology, or you can email me, at LowTheology at gmail.com. And thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a fun weekend. Goodbye.